Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot to get you. Where do you want to start, David? I, I don't know. I just saw this story, and it's from yesterday. A flight, Alaska Airlines flight, going from Seattle to San Francisco, had to make an unscheduled stop in Portland yesterday because apparently a passenger who was in the cockpit tried to hijack the plane, tried to turn Dang, the engines man. off. Holy no. cow. Yeah. Uh, the passenger was an off-duty pilot and has now been arrested by the Port of Portland Police Department. Uh, apparently he was riding in the jump seat of the cockpit, just kind of there along for the ride, and for whatever reason jumped up and tried to turn off the turn off the engines. Whoa. I mean, there's obviously more to that story. You wait for the rest of the details. What possessed him to do that? That's crazy, man. Hmm. I don't Especially want to say the, yet because I don't know. In these times we live in, right, exactly. I'm not quite sure. I might have an idea, but I don't want to say it yet because I could be completely wrong. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, did this guy take the wrong drugs? Was it intentional? I mean, there's a number of different questions that come into your mind. representing some religion? You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll wait for more details on that. That's wild. Trying okay. to shut the engines off. Jeez. Yeah, that's serious stuff, man. Yeah, he wants you to know you're coasting to your death. <laughs> I mean, which you are, which people would freak out, right? You have a way with words, man. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> coasting to your death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait for more info on that. Um, I think a lot of people are preparing for what's next as far as the Middle East goes. Yeah. It comes to Israel and the war. And the Secretary of Defense has spoken, David. Uh, yeah, well, the Pentagon has put a bunch of troops on standby, has ships deployed to the Middle East, as uh, there are growing fears that the Israel-Hamas war could turn into a full-blown war across the Middle East. There have been, of course, Iran proxies firing missiles at uh, bases where American troops are being housed. And so everybody is on very high alert right now. Wondering what happens next as Israel is preparing still a ground invasion of Gaza. And uh, Israel put that little warning out to Iran. Yeah. You don't want to do this. We could wipe you off the map. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the statement. Yeah. You so, don't want to get in this, Iran. No. So. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, a.k.a. that guy who runs that outfit over there, according to Joe Biden, the president, uh, yes. talked about this on ABC. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're seeing is a is the prospect of a significant escalation of attacks uh, on our troops and uh, our our people throughout the region, and because of that, we're going to do what's necessary to make sure that our troops are uh, are in the right uh, good position, uh, they're they're protected, and that we have the ability to respond. We maintain the right to defend ourselves, um, and we won't hesitate to take the appropriate action. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you look a little confused, Scott. Well, I thought, 
we weren't going to get involved with this boots on the ground stuff. But. Right. He didn't say we were. Yeah, well, certainly indicated that we're in a position and yeah. to defend ourselves. Yeah. That's kind of obvious. To Sounds me. Yeah. like it to me. That, yeah. That sounded like military speak for bleep around and find out. Like we're not going to go in the invasion, but if you start yeah. coming after our troops, yeah, we're going to be ready to go. I would hope so. Yeah. Right. And to that point, when you say I would hope so, that seems fairly obvious, right? You attack, uh, 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 you attack Americans, you kill American soldiers, you've declared war, and we're going to come get you. I, yeah. I would under I understand that, except that hasn't really been the posture from the Biden administration, and no. now. <laughs> Because my tinfoil hat is permanently sewn onto my head now, mm-hmm. I, I I kind of feel like there's a wag the dog type of situation happening right now. Like, you know, we're heading into an election year. Uh, you know, are are the are the adults who are back in the room at the White House trying to provoke something to happen? To gin up some nationalistic support. Well, that's why the tone of what he just said, that's what got me about it. I mean, you know, come on, man. (laughs) Okay, see, you know what, man? I think you and I took it totally different ways. Yeah. I took it as really mealy-mouthed, to be honest. Like, you're stating the obvious. Like, yeah, we're in a position, we're going to, you know, be there for our allies, but if someone comes after our troops, we will be ready to respond. That's not saying, you know, hey, something happens to one of the 11 hostages left, Okay, it's going to be a rain down of terror and something like that. I mean, he's just sort of stating the obvious to me. Because you got to, dude, we all know this, especially dealing in the Middle East. You have to speak from a position of strength. We've seen a couple of administrations now try to go about it in the, quote, diplomatic Antony Blinken way. It doesn't freaking work. No. The adversaries in this region only recognize strength. That's it. Well, and when you have an entire movement that's not afraid to die, they have no fear of death. No, you're martyred. That, that Exactly. So that's a tough thing to negotiate with. It's a goal for some. You know? Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. Meanwhile, uh, more and more calls, and of course this could be predicted you know, a week or two ago, more calls for a ceasefire. Yeah. Well, the Hamas squad in Congress is still calling for Israel to stop bombing Gaza. Uh, They're not really saying much about the thousands of rockets the Palestinians have hurled into Israel, but that's to be expected because they're pro-Hamas. Correct. It's not about free Palestine. It's about the elimination of the Jewish state of Israel. Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar freaked out during a press conference when she was asked about her colleagues uh, who are supporting Israel in this war. Okay. How many? Killings is enough for you. Is it a thousand more? Two thousand more? Three thousand? How many more Palestinians would make you happy if they died? Do you, you will you be fine? If- okay, hold on a second. Should I wait for this whole thing to end, or address it and answer the questions as they come? Oh, you can you can address it if you want. So what? It, what is Israel supposed to do about the two hundred hostages inside? And. When Israel says we have to eliminate Hamas because their number one goal is to eradicate the Jews, to wipe us off the map, we need to deal with Hamas. And part of that is going into Gaza, and everybody knew that. So to play this game of how many people does it take, will you be happy? No one's happy 
with civilians that die. But we all knew this was going to be part of it. How many Hamas Jews have to die the war? Be before you're happy? That's a great question. I mean, let's turn it around on you. Yeah. It rolls. All of the people of Gaza were gone? Would that make you happy? Would that be the thing that makes you proud? And no, just all of Hamas. That's it. And maybe that's the question you should ask Richie. Is he okay? How many more Palestinian lives is he comfortable with? Because I'm not comfortable with any more. Okay. How about Jewish lives? How do you feel about those? Yeah. It's a great question. But I'm Elon. sure she won't answer that. Listen, these people have exposed themselves for who they are and what they believe in. And you can believe in those things. Should never be elected again. Well, and one faction started hurling missiles into another country. One did. Dude. One started this whole thing. They went in and killing butchered innocents. innocent people. Yeah, taking them out of their homes and killing them, raping the women, killing the children and men. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yes. It's, it's not defensible. No. And yes, you have a right to defend yourself against this sort of brutal terrorism existing. Yes. Absolutely. Because they've already stated they will not stop I don't, until you're gone. I cannot wrap my head around stuff like that. I can't. Well, you're playing on so many people and their emotions of they just want to see killing stopped. And you have a heart for people in general. And so when you see legacy media putting out there constantly the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, people have a heart for those people. But again, at least in my opinion, so many people don't want to answer the difficult questions about this. Yeah. So what is Israel supposed to do? Yeah, take it. <laughs> and that's where it gets uncomfortable. So there. Meanwhile, uh, this... boy, some troubling audio surfaced over the weekend. Don't know if you heard it. Yeah, it's leaked audio but... of Democrat Ooh. Representative Sheila Jackson-Lee. She went all Bobby Knight, didn't she? Uh, boy, it, it demonstrates why she has the highest staff turnover in Congress. Uh, here she is on tape berating a staffer for not having an exact date for some event she was supposed to go to. Wow. Not only that, but you look at statements over time. Some people, if you were making a top five of dumbest people in Congress, Sheila Jackson Lee's on that list. Oh, yeah, I think so. She is, definitely. But then the way she berates the staffer is really something. I don't want you to do a damn thing. I want you to have a brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other mother did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if Google did it, staff did it, face did it. And nobody knows a damn thing in my office. Boo-boo did it. Bleep yeah. A did it. Wow. Who's Boo-boo? I don't know. I think she's just, like, throwing out names because the staffer said, well, so, so-and-so so has this information for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nothing. I gave it to you, okay? So when I called Jerome, he only me sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot talking about uh, what he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are f***ed up some f***ing it's the worst shit I could have ever had put together. Two damn big ass children. Idiots. Serve no damn purpose. Thank you. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to you wrong. This is not child's work. <laughs> Holy smokes, Daddy O. 
Now, this is the uh, same Sheila Jackson Lee that joined uh, Texas state Democrats who fled the state in order to stop a uh, new election law. Yeah. We will overcome. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's her. We will overcome. Yep. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Also over the weekend, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You know what? Travis Kelsey, he plays better. Yeah, I know. That's what... When Tay Tay's in attendance, yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. People not getting enough of this. We got two Taylor Swift fans on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's this thing going to end? We going to start making predictions how long this relationship lasts with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? And whenever she needs a new album to churn out, she'll dump him, and then for two months she'll write some sort of nasty love songs, and uh, that'll be the end of it. Hold on a second. There's something that I may not know when it comes to her. Who does the breaking up? In her world, she usually does, right? It's her, yeah. Usually, I, I don't, I don't know which way it usually goes. You sure about that? Sam? Uh, I thought so. Maybe not. Maybe it's the dude who's running for cover. No, I don't, I'm just asking. I don't know. I mean, in in her uh, classic country days, uh, teardrops on my guitar would indicate that it's the man who does the breakups, because okay. after all, he is the reason for the teardrops on her guitar. Yeah, going into this, you never think it's going to last. Travis Kelsey had a reputation as far as the ladies. Am I wrong here? Well, no. Of course. He's Travis Kelsey. Yes. Yeah. So she would have known he was trouble, correct? Mm-hmm. I would think. Huh? Okay, cool we don't know. If there's a goat version of a song, I always want to know where it's at. Yes. <laughs> we all needed that. Okay, much more to get to. Oh, a homeless sex offender gives out free fentanyl, and it's legal. How is this possible? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, I saw this story, too. This is insane. Yeah. Uh, a homeless sex offender who was offering free fentanyl outside of a grade school apparently wasn't breaking the law. Crazy, yes. right? This what? was in, of all places, San Francisco. I know this is my shocked face. Uh, Adam Moore is the guy's name. He had his tent set up across the street from a Catholic grade school. He's been there for a couple of years. And yes. he was showing off a sign that says free fentanyl for new users. Now, he has a prior conviction for a sex crime involving a child under the age of 14. Jeez. But he's considered low risk. Huh. So being that close to a school isn't a problem. He'd been there for two years, as I'd mentioned. Um, Now, he actually did an interview with ABC7 about the whole setup, explaining that, hey, look, I trade stuff with other homeless people, and sometimes they give me drugs. Yes. So they bring me trash that they've scavenged, things that they think are valuable. Or they give me some of the drugs that they have, which I don't do. You're exposing grade school kids to this. Mm-hmm. This is not right. You know that. No, no, it's, I mean, the it's kid, shallow. I mean, so... the, kid, the kids come out of the school and they see this? Yeah. Yeah, I only live by two rules. Uh, be kind to others and make it look easy for children. What the hell does that mean? Whatever you want it to make mean. Make it look yeah. easy for children. Make being kind look easy. Like offering free deadly drugs to people. Yeah, and the cops couldn't do anything about it because he didn't have any fentanyl on him at the time. Yeah. 
Now, now, according to the TV station, after the outcry, he was arrested for camping on a public sidewalk and a propane, uh, propane, uh, probation violation. Uh, but he's already out, and they've delayed pursuing the probation violation. And again, why are people leaving San Francisco in droves? Mm, weird. <laughs> it's, it's I'm insanity. stunned by what I just I really am. Well, I thought when I first saw the story, there's got to be some sort of typo or it's misleading somehow. And then you watch the report from the ABC affiliate and you're like, this is insanity. Mm-hmm. He's just very matter of fact about it, too. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Well, trade stuff, you know, and just be kind to people. Yeah. So if I get fentanyl, I mean, I'm not going to use it. I get it to somebody else that wants it. Yeah. Well, that's their problem then. I mean, you've got to do it responsibly. You pay it forward. Just like rules of the jungle. In a way. we got our own set of rules, our own, uh, you know. Yes. It's mind-numbing. Yeah. Uh, That dude is even allowed. I know. I know. You can go on and on and on. Up the coast, really. I mean, it's parts of San Diego, certainly L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. I mean, every city has, you know, some sort of tailor. Like, you're not going to believe this. And they tell you, and you look, and you're like, it's absolutely true. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Uh, Biggest story today is uh, still waiting for the imminent ground invasion of Gaza on the part of Israel. And uh, the Biden administration is apparently telling them to wait for a little while longer. Um. I don't know if that's just because of hostages still being in there, although I thought that part of the operation by Israeli forces would be about getting hostages back. But we're, we're still, you know, sifting through all of that information as it as it comes out. Well, and you wonder, too, because the way you figure media is going to cover this, uh, the support for Israel is going to get less and less oh, yeah. as time goes on. I think that'll be part of it, too. Get an update on that. And what's your story? Straight ahead. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer in the Texas Rangers hat, Scott Robbins. Sorry. Sorry, Dallas. Sorry, all of Texas. I didn't, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize that. Uh, Golly. I am the, the guy who... When, once I start wearing your paraphernalia, you generally lose. I, I apologize in advance. Thanks. It just seemed like a good idea today. I feel like my luck's going to change. <laughs> like the gambling addict. Yeah. My uh-huh. luck has to change. Right. I'm, and, and, I'm that guy. And just like that, tomorrow, Major League Baseball will stop hating your guts. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to thank every one of our listeners, by the way, who constantly reminds me of what David Van Camp has labeled me as. Yeah, that, well... So that, or Major League Baseball labeled me as. Now, look, Major League Baseball hates me, too, but yeah. I just don't support them because I know now that they hate me. Yeah. got him. Our Texas guy with two Texas teams, he doesn't care. He's no, done. Don't care. I'm out. Done. I know. You keep trying to get him to care, and David's not going to care. Know, he Scott. doesn't take the bait ever. 
All right, we got to move on. I guess we have to talk about Speaker of the House. Yeah, well, it's about floor's yours, David. Well, <laughs> three weeks yeah. ago or so, a handful of Republicans enlisted the help of every Democrat in the House of Representatives to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House, and now the Republicans can't agree on a replacement for him. Jim Jordan was a bust, and now there's a bunch of different candidates. I saw one of the candidates uh, who is writing dear colleague letters was handing out McDonald's sandwiches to people. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, All the way around. Now, Kevin McCarthy, of course, still in Congress, uh, he, he was on Meet the Press and was asked about the possibility of returning to the job that he just got fired from. Okay. Would you rule out running for speaker again to get your old job back? Hmm. Look, I don't need the title. I'm going to help in any way I can. I don't hear you ruling it out, Mr. Speaker. Would you rule it out? (laughs) Look, I know you have your job. I'm supporting Tom Emmer, but I'm going to tell you I'm still a member of Congress, and I'm going to lead in any capacity I can help to protect America. (laughs) No, there you go. The funniest part of that clip to me is Kirsten Walker wanting to be taken serious as a journalist. I'm going to... You're not telling me no. I don't need the title. I'm going to help. But you're not telling me. I don't hear you ruling it out, Mr. Speaker. Would you rule it out? No, he's not ruling it out. No. You know, I I think life is a Seinfeld episode where McCarthy just shows up and sits there with a gavel in his hand like nothing happened. Just nothing's happened. I I think that's going to happen. What? I got fired? What? No. (laughs) Just shows up. At this point... For the party, it's going to look worse if he's back in there. It's a t- look, man. You know, I, I try to defend some people all the mo- a lot of times. Really, but I can't defend this. Who are you, who do you usually try to defend? You know, like different politicians? No, a few. Yeah, occasionally. Okay. Yeah, but that being said, I can't. I have a hard time defending anything here. This is this is ridiculous. David has pointed out many times. It's fine. You want McCarthy out? It's you know ongoing. You're always. It's just like the Uniparty. You're yeah. voting on the same things the Democrats want. We still are not even talking about our own border. After everything that's happened in Israel, it still doesn't seem to have no any sort of sway in any talks of getting things done. We're talking about you know the billions and billions of dollars in packages that's going to Ukraine and Israel, and then it's going to Taiwan. What about our southern border? Right. Anybody ever talk about that? No. And so, yes, the frustration's there, but as you have pointed out, there was no plan after getting McCarthy out. No, there was then nothing. People are ticked off about the whole thing, and here we are. And you've given these incompetent jack wagons a talking point. Sure. Damn, that's what's irritating to me. Well, dude, how many times has it been said? I mean, it can be set up on a tee for the Republicans. They'll find a way to screw things up. It's just like, elect somebody. Let's go. Get the bow tie guy. I don't, whatever. The bow tie guy. Yeah. Oh, here we go. All right. Moving on. About this time every day, we go around the table. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? You know, there are some tensions simmering in the United States of America, not just on the political level, but on the religious level as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially after Hamas launched a terrorist attack on Israel, and we've now learned how many people on college campuses around the United States seem to be okay with that and actually really good with it, the idea of eliminating Jews in Israel. So, you know, if you are with a major university program, let's say an athletics program, Mm -hmm. you really need to try to go the extra mile 
to distance yourself from all of that stuff. When anti-Semitism is rearing its ugly head in the United States, you really need to try to go the extra mile to make sure you're not feeding into that, inadvertently or otherwise. Yeah. Michigan State University, before their game, they put up uh, on the uh, on the big screen at the home stadium, they put up some trivia questions. Well, one guy who was in the stands waiting for the game to begin turned and looked at it and saw a picture of Adolf Hitler. Whoa! That was on the big screen. And the answer was Austria. I suppose it, the question must have been, where was Hitler from? But again, in these troubling times in which we live, maybe don't put a picture of Adolf Hitler up on the big screen in your football stadium. Michigan State Athletics, for their part, put out a statement saying, uh, well, we're responsible for all content shown on its video boards. Before it was displayed, the video was not viewed in its entirety by anyone at Athletics, exposing a failure in our process. The video was not part of a sponsorship and had no affiliation with any of our corporate partners or community. That's interesting. You have to say they're not part of a sponsorship. Yes, isn't that yeah. hilarious? Well, Adolf Hitler's I, mustard or whatever. I don't, well, I don't know. What's but going on here? There's a big Meyer uh, grocery store logo right next to Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sure Meyer's not that all that thrilled too. with that. Yeah. Right. Okay, and I know this is it. It can't be the case, but in my mind, I'm like, how does that mistake happen? And I'm like, it's Michigan State. Are you trying to change the conversation from one controversy to another? Because the coach gets fired because he's got this person that's supposed to be helping with sexual assaults and educating, you know, say the football team on how to stay away from that. But he gets fired for allegedly, you know, he's on the phone with this woman and he's self. La, 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 la. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. that, yes. Yeah. So are you trying to change the conversation from that? Can we get people to stop talking about the coach in that way? And maybe maybe Hitler's a good reason to change the conversation. He was Not Hitler. That had been the old coach. Anyway, I think we understand. Uh, the person who initially posted it, the initial caption was just, uh, over and over again. <laughs> And then there was a follow-up tweet that says, I'm not saying it's the end of the world or anything, but you can't have Hitler on your pregame scoreboard. No! God. What's wrong with you? Jeez. And you gotta, right now? you got to say that. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, say it's 2019. Right. No! You're not, you don't put Hitler on, the, Hitler on the board, but right now? After the last couple of weeks? Right. Holy smokes. All right, it's What's Your Story. We go around the table. May not be the biggest one out there, but this story caught your attention, Scott. Uh, Former Representative Liz Cheney. She's been relatively quiet lately. She was making the rounds on the Sunday talk shows, though, claiming she would not, in fact, rule out a presidential run. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I'm not, Liz Cheney said after being asked by the tap, the haircut, Jake Tapper, on CNN's State of the Union. Moments earlier, Tapper pressed Cheney on whether she would vote for President Joe Biden or former President Donald Trump. She said, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see. Things could unfold. Wink, wink. Meaning she might just, in fact, run anyway. Another person that has no chance. I think she should, <laughs> she should pick Kinsinger as a running mate. Though. Right. 
Please don't. That you hate yourself, party. <laughs> because it'll be on your story every day or your trifecta, and I'm going to have to hear more from stupid Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> Good night. Uh, my story Kinzinger, today yes. for What's Your Story? Uh, this person passed away. Got an important message, Scott? No. <laughs> Just checking. Sorry. Um, the world's first bungee jumper. Passed away over the weekend peacefully, by the way. He was just in bed. He was 78 years old. David Kirk is his name. 78? Yes. Oh, I was thinking this but bungee jump has been around a lot longer than that, but go ahead. Um, the first jump was 1979. I don't think I knew that. Really? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was older than that. Me too. Apparently, he and his friends started a group at Oxford in the 70s called the Dangerous Sports Club. And they would do all this crazy sort of stuff. And they had this idea, but they were going to have to tie two of the bungee cords together. Okay. And somebody had to be the first. Right? And it was supposed to be four of them. But two of them was like, let's let's make sure he makes it right before we do it. <laughs> yeah. But there's old audio of him talking about uh, the first jump, which is actually kind of cool. I climbed over the balcony there or the rails, clutching a top hat with a handkerchief around my face because I didn't want my mother to recognize me. Yeah, he's like in a tux. Wow. Off this bridge. It's wild. We worked out that that bridge is 240 feet tall. We would need two ropes at 120 feet. Then you would fall down. And you would surface just above the water. Yes. But that's always the thing. You're like, okay. Because you remember when you bungee jumped, David. Yeah. Or when I did, you you saw people going ahead of you, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Still, but the first time you do it, it's you, freaking scary. You still think you're going to hit the ground. You wonder. I mean, that's All these the things point. go through your mind. Yeah. Yes. Your, your heart is just pounding through your chest. But if you're the first guy ever anywhere to try it out on that bridge? How, how is it possible that this hasn't... Maybe it has been and I just missed it, but how has this not been made into a major motion picture, though? The Dangerous Sports Club? Yes. Well, a, it became jackass. A bunch of <laughs> Oxford ninnies, like, jumping right. off of bridges and crap? That would be an incredible movie. I'd watch it, for sure. So rest in peace, bro. That's my story for today. Wow. on a top hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's awesome. you're gonna, and if you're going to go out, go out in style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, other stuff we got to get to. Okay, trust in news media. Where do you think it's at right now? It's a record, I'll tell you that. That and much more coming up. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. 
I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Fall is the most delicious time of year. From apple pie to Scott's favorite, pumpkin spice. But it's also the busiest time of the year. So this time around, get HelloFresh and treat yourself to the best of the season's flavors without the stress. HelloFresh does the shopping and planning for you so you can relax. Not only do their chefs create fall-perfect recipes to enjoy, all the ingredients arrive fresh and pre-portioned. So whipping up a home-cooked meal is very easy. And make sure to check out Fall Flavors, a new limited-time lineup of easy, autumn-inspired Eats from HelloFresh Market. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecued pulled pork nachos. And just as always, everything you need to get cooking quick is delivered right to your door. How easy is that? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping. With code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. That's code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Trust in news media. Where are we at right now, David? Not very good, and I, I can't imagine why. Uh, Gallup's new survey on American trust in the news media just shows uh, 32% of people actually trust the news media. That ties the record low recorded back in 2016. However, a record high, 39% of people say they have absolutely no trust in news media. That is a record high. Wow. We don't know the actual dates they took this, or do we? Uh, it was uh, last month, September through, I think it was uh, September 1st through September 23rd. So that was before, quote, Israel bombed the hospital in yes. Gaza. Anytime Biden is more popular than something, you're in trouble. Right. It's true. Man. And, and by the way, they, wow. none of these people really take any responsibility for it in news media. No, they don't. You're right. They're they like, don't. what? Why? I mean, it's because Donald Trump uh, ran us down and called us fake news and blah, right. blah, blah. No? Right-wing media. Right-wing media is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Again, if you just look at the track record, say, over the last eight years of who has been accurate okay you can say well no one gets it right all the time but we are committed to bring you accurate information you know fight against power blah blah, blah all that stuff but you just look at the track record legacy media has failed and that's the thing when you look at all of the polling it's not just, well, you know, people that tend to vote conservative really think the news is fake. No, it's most everybody. It's a huge issue. Wow. Hey, I got something on a brighter note if you want it. Jim Nance, the announcer. Yeah, he's really good. You make fun of him all the time. I, well, it's easy to make fun of him because of the way he talks about the... Azaleas at the Masters, right? Drives you nuts. Yeah, about the yeah. Those but as far as things. basketball, the other no, things I think he, he does a good job. I mean, I, I I do. I think he's a total pro. Yeah, there are times. Yeah, he kind of overdoes it. Whatever. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little. Seems like an all right guy. I don't yeah. know. Him. It's the golf thing that gets to him. 
So he lives by Pebble Beach, and sometimes he'll just walk out and stroll. I guess if you lived there, you would just enjoy the scenery. It's pretty cool. So you got some randos that are able to play golf there. It's like a dream for a lot of different golfers. Oh, if you could ever play Pebble. Cause it's like over 500 bucks per round, something wow, like that wow. now. It's crazy. And they see Jim Nance, and they're teeing off on number seven, which if you're familiar with the course, that is like one of the signature holes, this little par three, which I happened to blade right into the Pacific when I played there. Yes, I'd only been playing the game for two years when I got to play. Killed a whale. Yeah. I, 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 no, that didn't happen, but yeah. Anyway, so they asked Nance, hey, would you announce this guy? Like you would be if you were doing the telecast. <laughs> And Nance agreed to it. That's cool. And it's actually pretty cool the way he does it. He, he does like the promo for 60 minutes and the whole bit leading yeah. up to this guy's tee shot. I don't CBS begins with 60 minutes, and that's coming up after golf. David Lorenz continues to lead the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am by one over John Rahm. He's on the tee of the seven. So this guy that lets him swing, you can hear it. He gets after it here. Come on, buddy. Donnie, that's a good-looking golf swing. <laughs> and it's on the green. Oh, it's beautiful. Protecting that lead here in the final round. Let's go back over to <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, that's man. Great. That's really good. That's pretty cool. This <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Isn't that, it sort of reminds me of people have asked you before, Scott, could you record something for my voicemail? Like, hey, it's so whoever, he's not here. Leave him alone! Or something right, like that. Yeah. Knock it off. So you could start yelling at him. Yeah. Did you ever do it for anybody? Have I ever done it? Well, yeah. Well, answering machines, usually. I mean, yeah. back in those days. I haven't done it for a while. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone! Get something going now. Yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, there we Hit go. him up right now. There you go. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, troubling news from the border, David. Oh, yeah, a, a record number of suspected terrorists have been caught at the border, and that's just what people know of. And the uh, more troubling thing is that uh, what they say is a, high, a highly unusual number of people on the terror watch list, which is called something else now, but um, we all know it colloquially, at least, as the terror watch list, are actually showing up at ports of entry. And so... The troubling part of that is that's where you're most likely to get caught. So how much of that is a distraction for whoever else is coming into the country? Okay, and then how do the, quote, gotaways figure into all this? Right, exactly. That's the question. Um, so 169 illegals on the watch list were encountered uh, at the border in the past 12 months. That exceeds the record-setting total of 98 that was set in 2022 uh also the number of encounters exceeded the last six fiscal years combined so every single year more and more people on the terror watch list are showing up at the southern border 
Okay. And then we have this package put together, billions of dollars. And in the package, you have Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. Nothing at all to do with our southern border. Uh, yeah. Okay. After what happened in Israel a few weeks ago, this has been a story, not just a conservative media story, but a national story of, hey, what are we looking at in our own country? Could be, could we be looking at an attack here? And a lot of people, and I, I hesitate to use the word experts because it doesn't mean the same thing as it used to. The people that follow this stuff are afraid it's a matter of when something could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no sense of urgency from our leaders to say, we got to try to figure out who's here. And shore up the border because we can't have that happen in the United States. Am I losing it? Isn't that, shouldn't that be the priority? Well, or at least one of the top priorities? Yeah, it it really should be, as well as uh, figuring out how you're going to carry out a mass deportation campaign. Absolutely. Wow, that's a great point, David. Yeah. Once it, once you do corral and gather, how do you do the mass deportation? How does that work? Because it's been and wh- well, who does it work to? I mean, where do you put every? Where, where is where are you sending them to? Where they came from? Okay, that's logistically a tough one too. It is tough. No, I my vote is drop them off in Mexico. Say see you later. Your Mexico's problems now. Yeah, because they haven't done anything to help stop it. Maybe they could get serious but about it. But it's all by design. This this is what the current administration wants. Well, instead we put cities on uh, high alert. What do you mean? Well, I mean, instead of dealing with the problem at the border, we just put cities on high alert. Like, hey, there's a bunch of them here. There could something bad could happen. Oh yeah. So if you see something, yeah, say, say something. something. You know, but then you got to be careful because we don't want to be profiling. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's well, insanity. It is. Insanity. You don't know who's here. You don't know how many getaways there were. However, no. let's put them on high uh, a level of high security. Well, and it's been pointed out many times. Make it your problem. Yeah. You know. Over the decades, as far as immigration goes, and legal immigration to me is a completely different thing, uh, but people coming here, you know, wanted to assimilate into what the United States is all about. That's off the table for a lot of people. And on the left, they'd say, well, that's hateful. Well, then why do you want to come here? If you don't want to be a part of the, quote, American dream, you're leaving where you came from to bring what the same thoughts, the same ideology here. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to work that way. But we'll see what happens. Okay, as far as right now the situation in Gaza, there's 200 hostages from Israel. We still have 11 mm-hmm. from America. What are we doing? What's the plan? Oh. And and we've got all these people saying cease fire. What does that mean when they say cease fire? Does that mean Israel's not supposed to go in and try to get their hostages? That's exactly well, what it yeah, means. Yeah, that's exactly what that that Israel doesn't need to respond at all. None. That they should that's just insanity. Ex- right. They should just accept that terrorism is a is a way of life and move on. No. As if Hamas is going to stop once right. you do that. Yeah. Well, in addition to the hostages, there are hundreds of Americans in Gaza right now, American citizens who were there uh, working uh, on humanitarian projects right. and all of that. And, and, and they'd like to leave. Many of them would like to go. But some of them have gotten messages about where they could go to get out. 
but those plans haven't really come to fruition. So White House spokesman John Kirby was asked, hey, when do you think they might actually be able to get out of Gaza? This was on CNN. Okay. I wish I could tell you, uh, date certain, time certain. We want to get them out. We want to make sure that they have safe passage out. And we are working on that very, very hard. You've been working on that very, very hard for several days now. They have oftentimes gotten messages about specific windows when they could leave that fell apart. Is there any sense that working will end up with an outcome soon? Uh, That's what we're working towards, Phil. I I wish I could tell you for sure. But but this is hard stuff. Okay. Maybe you can explain this because I don't honestly know logistically how this has worked as john kirby said there they're working tirelessly on this as they do everything of yeah. course uh desantis was able to get what three planes yep full of people back to the united states oh, in yep. fairness that was out of israel not out of gaza got it okay so i was thinking the same sort of thing you're talking about getting them out of gaza yeah okay so exactly what are they working on that's a is good that question. Talking, is that what you're talking with Hamas? Uh, again, that's a really good question. I don't really understand. How, how do you not just say, look, you're going to let American citizens get through or else? Yeah. <laughs> how else does that work? Or I mean, else? Hamas runs that show. Right. So you've got to be talking with them at some point. I figure... Five years from now, we'll figure out how much money we pay to Hamas to get the freedom. Well, we just gave Iran, well, froze it now, but $6 billion yeah. for five people. You don't know what kind of deals are being cut. You don't know why these people were released. They don't know why they were released, I'm sure. Well, I mean, if you're Hamas, you you got to be thinking, hey, you just gave $1.2 billion per person. To Iran, so you could at least give us half that. Yeah. Well, and, and who knows? Like I said, who knows what's going on with the back channels and? Yeah, you don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I want to know what the motivation is of Hamas to release the the hostages. What was their motivation to do it? Why are they the doing two hostages? It? They did yeah. release. Yeah. Why? Oh, I think PR campaign. In a way, yeah, maybe. To say, hey, see, yeah. here, we're willing to negotiate yeah. on this thing here. And plus, I don't think they want the United States coming down on them in addition to Israel. I mean, we still have that sort of standing as far as our defense goes. Freaking chessboard, man. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> Just a tangent here. Remember that guy, Sean King? Yeah, I do. Sean King was, uh, uh, he's a for whatever reason, still is in good standing with some left-wing news outlets and whatnot, but has lied a lot, has threatened people's lives before, um, and uh, also a lot of activists, including in Black Lives Matter, don't like him very much because he is a fake black person. He's not actually black. Not, no, like, not. not like Joe Biden saying you're not actually black if you don't vote for him. Like, he's not, but it pretends to be black. Right. And so they've called him. Uh, my two favorites are Talcum X. Uh, and uh, Snow Jay Simpson. That's a pretty good one, too. Yeah, I like that. Um, anyway, he apparently tried to take credit for the releasing of the hostages. What? I read the story, too. I, know. I didn't see this. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he had written something where he had intimated that he was uh, part of the group that negotiated the release. Yeah. And everybody like, else was like, no, he's not. What? Like, he was personally on the phone with people behind the scenes. 
What? You you got to know that's going to be verified, and people are going to call you out for that, right? Is that just desperation? If anybody's still paying him to write articles for them, they deserve it. All right, they they they've seen him do much worse than this. Wow. You know what? Real quick, while on this, this is only going to take like thirty seconds. I think you may want to hear this. Um, Glenn Lowry, professor, Ivy League, right? Black man. We'll oftentimes talk about whether it's that Joker, or Ibram X. Kendi, saying they're just it's a total fraud, right? You know how some groups will take a guy's speech on something and then they'll put some music behind it, yeah, just for social media purposes. And sometimes it's clickbait, but it was Glenn Lowry talking about equity and why it's such a scam. And again, this is less than 30 seconds, but it reminded me of it when you mentioned that Sean King guy. Roll the Lowry. This argument that we blacks must be made equal and you have to open up the doors and let us in, never mind that our test scores are not as great, is pathetic. It's a surrender of dignity. You will not be equal at the end of that argument, even if you get what you ask for. There's no substitute for earning the respect of your peers. If they grant it to you out of guilt or pity, they have just reduced, not elevated you. I just like hearing wise yeah. people. I think it's soothing to me. Like we have so many clips of so many morons throughout the show <laughs> because we're covering news. It's nice, to, at least for me, to hear something like that every once in a while. Just common sense. Okay, other news out there. Never been a worse time to buy a home. Yeah, well, the average monthly mortgage payment is a whopping 52% higher than the average monthly rent on a house or apartment. Wow, man. That's a ratio that, according to the Wall Street Journal, hasn't been this, quote, out of whack since before the 2008 housing crash. Wow. The last time the cost of buying a home versus renting one was this extreme was in 1996. uh, And the Wall Street Journal said, look, there's never been a a worse time to buy instead of rent. Uh, Part of it is because, obviously, monthly mortgage rates have cost the same or less than monthly rent payments on an apartment uh, from, like, 1996 to mid-2003. And then in the lead-up to the 08 market crash, the mortgage premiums peaked at 33% in the second quarter of 06. But then interest rates tanked. And housing supply skyrocketed through the 2010s, making it 12% cheaper to buy a home than to rent one. But now, because interest rates are out of whack and there's still a low inventory, so housing prices in general have gone up, um, yeah, it's it's a problem. And there are a Mm. lot of people just sort of maybe thinking about buying a home and downsizing. You know, you're thinking about empty nesters who are retired maybe, who aren't going to do it now because even if you downsize, your cost is going to cost or going to be about the same, if not more. But you know what I think the big takeaway is What's from that? all this? Guess what? Bidenomics is working. Right. Of course it That's is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of homes. Guess what? <laughs> guess what? Guess what? For real. <laughs> um, <laughs> the company that demolished a house and then found out they had the wrong address. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got to get to that story. And then there's a story about Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and Sidney Powell, the Kraken lady, that you got to hear coming up right here.
What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Our generation didn't wear bike helmets. We drank from the hose, rode in cars without seat belts, did things that are unthinkable today. But we're not invincible. These days we have doctor's appointments, multiple medications, and chronic conditions to manage. Fortunately, there's Teladoc Health. Teladoc Health brings together all of your health care into one program, including everything from primary care to chronic care management. Learn more at TeladocHealth.com. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health.com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, did you see this story. New York Post, <laughs> written by Miranda Devine. Trump and Giuliani never fell for Sidney Powell's 2020 election crack it. Mm-hmm. But the left sure did is what it's titled. So it paints this picture because now that you have these different defendants from the case in Georgia like pleading out, and that's what Cindy, Cindy Powell has done, and yeah. she's flipped, going to be testifying against Trump, that sort of thing, and so the left media is all over that. Uh, but in this piece, it paints this picture. The Giuliani and Trump both were not believing a lot of the Kraken stuff. Okay? I'm going to release the Kraken. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I can't help but think, wait a second, but she's all over in these press conferences talking about the Kraken. Rudy's right behind her. Well, they... Yes. Yeah, they, they fired her. and then, Three times, according yeah, to the story. Yeah, rehired her, fired her again, rehired her and fired again. So I I don't know. I mean, may, I, I, I have maybe they had the conversation like, no, we don't think she's got anything as far as the Kraken and whatnot. But boy, they... They sure did entertain her a lot. Yes. Um, well, and you wonder what really happened because it does seem, and it's, <laughs> I don't mean for it to sound like an accusation, but maybe Rudy wasn't on top of his game the way he had been, say, previously in his career. Yeah. Well, he was on top of his game the same way that hair dye was on top of his head. Oh, man, it was running yeah. down that day. It was just terrible. Oh, you got an IV of Shebus. That's what happens. <laughs> see that there's all those tales you know anyway 
He said that the Powell group wanted Trump to sign this document that would allow seizure of some of these machines. You're talking about Venezuela and all that stuff where it gets a little bit kooky. And according to this story from Miranda Devine, uh, they started fighting. So you got Giuliani and Powell um, yelling, screaming. Sydney saying she had affidavits that showed foreign involvement in the election that therefore would justify the use of the military getting a hold of the machines. You think this is funny, David? I do. I do. Well, I mean, because, yeah, yeah, it's kooky, man. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about even stuff like from Arizona or things that happened in the United States. It's like these different boxes. And then Giuliani allegedly told Trump that he had a very bad experience with Sydney because she started out as part of the team, but then she would make allegations and she wouldn't give us the basis for it, according to Rudy. Then our team would have to go out and try to defend it as best we could, and then it would turn out to be exaggerated. So Giuliani said to Sidney Powell, I can't operate like this. I can't operate with you going off talking about Krakens and all sorts of crazy bleep. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy Giuliani saying, I can't operate under these conditions. It's really funny to me. It's chaos. I constantly had to call her. I constantly had to tell her to stay off television. She wouldn't do it. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> you out there talking about Kraken? Yes. I'm going to release the Kraken. Stop it! What do you want me to do? You need to stop that. Knock it off. Rudy said it. I told her every time I challenged her on something and asked for her support, except one time I never got the support. It turned out to be totally different than what she was talking about. Yeah. So this is far from being over. <laughs> this is the Mark the Van Camp Robin Show. <laughs> okay. Biggest story of the day, David? I'm going to release the Kraken. Yeah, yeah still waiting on that Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. There was a little mistake made. <laughs> She's out there talking about Krakens. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I, I think like with a lot of these people who are taking cooperation agreements with the state right now, Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got to make you nervous if you're Trump, and a little bit at least. But oh, yeah. this is not good for me. But well, you don't I, know. I, I like we were talking about last week. I don't. I don't know if it's like the nail in the coffin or anything because I genuinely don't know what they might have. Um, and I think that this is, you know, for them, it's like they ran out of money. They had to take a plea deal. This is crazy, man. Okay. <laughs> The White House is worried that things will veer off the rails. What does that mean? We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Putting a curse on the Texas Rangers, Scott Robbins. Yeah, sorry about that. Because he's wearing the hat today. Yeah. You got time to take it off. You could reverse the curse. Well, I wanted to show my support. Okay. We'll see how that goes tonight. Yeah. Um... Maybe you saw this in the New York Post, um, talking about everything that's going on in Israel. It's basically saying, you know what it's time to do? Expel Hamas, expel the propagandists in Congress, and don't give the terrorist taxpayer cash. That'd be good. Boy, that that seems like a pretty obvious thing to do. That's Senator Tim Scott. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Oh, but that's controversial. Why? Why is that controversial? <laughs> why? No, I mean, why? Why would it be controversial? Which part? All of it. I mean, it seems like that's a that's a pretty good solution. 
Well, you. I mean, do you got to have... get those people out of Congress. You got to get them out. The left will fight for uh, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, freedom of thought. Yeah, stir, stirring up violence. You're wondering, okay, we actually have people in Congress siding with terrorists. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yep. Well, there's no way around it. Yeah, and it's supposedly controversial to say no. We're not. We're not in favor of that. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, Ron DeSantis had said all those uh, students at universities. Mm-hmm. If they're protesting in favor of Hamas, and hey, if you're here on a on a student visa, uh, I'd like to revoke that and send you back. And there was some freak out on that, you know, people saying, "Well, you're, you're criminalizing freedom of speech and blah 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 blah." Well, no, you're here as a guest. Yeah, I mean, it. It. it I, could you imagine though? I mean, if 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 right after something like September 11th. And you had a bunch of students out there saying, yeah, bin Laden. How many Democrats would be critical of George W. Bush if he didn't deport them immediately? Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. But we have entitlement issues in this country, too, on top of everything else. Uh, But as Tim Scott wrote, and after laid out exactly what happened in Israel and just the brutality, the savagery from Hamas to 1,400 Israelis, not to mention the people that were also then injured. So then the Democratic members of the so-called squad, such as Rashida Tlaib, parroted Hamas propaganda in social media posts. Rather than delete her post, Tlaib kept it up. Worse, Tlaib continued to echo the lie during a pro-Hamas rally outside the Capitol. The squad's poisonous anti-Israel obsession did not begin these past few days. And then he mentions Jayapal, practically copy-pasted Hamas propaganda this year and called Israel a racist state. In 2019, Ilan Omar barely escaped House censure after invoking anti-Semitic tropes about Jews and money. She had previously claimed online that Jews had hypnotized the world. Their colleague, AOC, has said that supporting Israel means taking the side of occupation. Language that could have been cribbed from a terrorist press release, and on and on. Said, I know we shouldn't expect more from the squad, but we cannot have members of Congress being a part of the propaganda machine for Hamas. It's undeniably crazy. We deserve better. That's why I'm leading the effort in the Senate to stop sending money into Gaza until Israel wipes Hamas off the face of the earth. You understand why? Yep. We cannot send money to Iran or Hamas, period. When you give $6 billion to a country that funds terrorism, you cannot be surprised when they go and do what they've always done. Which is something a lot of people have said. So that was Tim Scott. You like that? Absolutely, I do. It'll yes. be controversial. And then you ask yourself the question, as you just did, yeah, but why? Hmm. Now, you're telling me, David, the White House is worried that things are going to veer off the rails? Yeah, because everything is going so swimmingly, right? Uh, that was what do my they big mean takeaway. by that? Yeah, Axios had this story. They were worried about uh, war widening beyond the Gaza Strip. And they say these are real and rising. Uh, of course, we know the Pentagon has put uh, more U.S. forces on higher alert for quick deployment. And they're rushing additional weapon systems to the region. Uh, U.S. officials, as the article goes, are on edge. 
it's quite a dangerous situation. It could all veer off the rails really quickly. The whole region could be in conflict. Okay. But I'm kind of sitting here going, everything's kind of been veering off the rails anyway. Why should you be surprised at this? Like there's some sort of answer to it, like what should be done. Right. Other than get ready, which yes. they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. you got you to have people in the right places uh, so that if something really does veer off the rails and we have to step in and get involved, you already got folks in place. But already you've got Iran. I mean, now the White House is saying Iran is backing uh, more militia groups to orchestrate attacks on U.S. soldiers. And, again, there's part of me that starts to think, is this not a wag-the-dog situation? Are you actually putting people in harm's way, hoping that the conflict happens because it might help your reelection chances next year? Yeah, that's really interesting because, in a way, (laughs) I guess if this was, you know, five to ten years ago, I could see it. But it seems that there are so many on the left now that would not want American support for Israel in that war. And you would turn on your base, in a sense, if you're on the left. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why Joe Biden is kind of doing the all lives matter thing. Like, hey, I, we don't, we cannot tolerate anti-Semitism or Islamophobia. Right. But we are standing strong with Israel, no matter what. We always will. But hey, could you avoid that ground invasion for a little while? Right. Just banging my head on the ceiling of cynicism right now. I don't think I can be any more cynical. I become more cynical. Well, as you hear the different talks one way or another, to me it just always comes back to what is Israel supposed to do? Well, we've discussed this. Yeah, and if anybody has any ideas... Well, there's no choice. Yeah. You have to wipe out Hamas. That's it. Either that or you're asking for more for your people. You're not protecting your people. That's pretty clear. Well, again, I mean, if you were trying to reason with people who have a bit of, of reasonable in them, that might be something, but you don't. But, dude, and this goes back. We've been over this through the history. If you go over the last 75 years... it. The same thing happens over and over and over. There is one group willing to live in peace. Oh, it's human atrocity what they did in Gaza. They had to watch what's coming in and out of there because they were being terrorized constantly. What are you supposed to do? Just take it. I mean, honestly, you come away with the thought from the left that you're just supposed to take it. And not complain. It's almost like crime in big cities. Don't complain. Just take it. Because we we're not dealing with justice here. It's a different level of justice, like 70 chess justice or right. whatever the heck that means. No, you just can't live that way. So I don't know what else they're supposed to do. And we've got the, you know, the Hamas press releases, which our media gobbles up and just repeats as to how awful it is. Absolutely. Oh, I mentioned this earlier. We should get to this. Um Talking about homes, there's never been a worse time to buy a home. I mentioned this company demolished a house yeah. and got the wrong address. Golly. So this story, this is in Georgia. This lady, Susan Hodgson, says while she was away on vacation, a company called You Call It, We Haul It demolished a house she owned, and she only heard about it when her neighbor called. So the neighbor apparently confronted the workers, and they supposedly got nasty with her. 
Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And this is her actually talking about the whole situation. Did you hire somebody to tear your house down next door to me that's been boarded up for about 15 years? And I said, um, no. She said, well, there's somebody over here just demolished the whole house and tore the whole house down. He told her to shut up and mind her own business. She said, well, look, I want to see a permit or something. And he said, okay. Uh, he pulls it out and he says, oh, I'm at the wrong address. And just packs everything up and leaves. And the house is deported. Down. Gone. <laughs> what you get for not having your light on Halloween. There you go. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, you got a permit or something? Yeah, here, I'll show you. Oop, wrong address. Golly, how do you do that? Holy smokes. I mean, how does that happen? She said it was a property that's been in the family for a long time, but, again, boarded up for the past 15 years, but they keep the grounds maintained. The taxes are paid. It wasn't abandoned. They definitely didn't want it torn down. So then you got local news on it. The company said they're investigating Uh how this happened. (laughs) But they are. How long does an investigation take? I got the wrong address. Let's see that work order, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Investigation over. And they're working to, quote, resolve the mishap. But the family says they haven't heard anything from them, so it's unclear how they're going to make it right. (laughs) Golly. So, yeah. Jeez. Keep an eye on that. Imagine that guy going home at night. Honey, how was your day? Well, not going to believe this, but uh, I tore down the wrong house. What? You ever think about going back to work, honey? Just saying, times might be a little bit tight uh, in the near future. Damned if I didn't see a one instead of a seven. Yeah, the old, hey, we all make mistakes, doesn't quite apply in this situation. No, you tore that wrong house down. That's a problem. Oh, there's a piece of audio I wanted to play for you because there's a lot of talk always about student loan debt. And it's like cyclical. The left will come back around. Oh, we got to do something about this student loan debt. And we've talked over the last couple of weeks where you've seen all of these different demonstrations on college campuses, anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. pro-Hamas. You're like, good luck with that argument next time around. These, these people need their student loans paid. Well, this has made the rounds online. This is a woman that says she's going to be 25 very soon, 24. And... The fact that she is going to this job that she hates in the service industry mm-hmm. when she has a degree in something else um, has her extremely frustrated. And as soon as I heard this, I thought, okay, I'm going to need to bring this on the show because I want both of your reactions and especially Robin's reaction to this um, because it's going to be very funny. You know what? Tell you what, we should do this coming up in just a few because I want to have enough time oh, yeah. to really get your reaction. Also talks about how much money it took her to get through school to yeah. get the degree okay. she has. All right. She's very frustrated. As she says, I have a bone to pick with America. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. 
Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Hey, have you ever been ripped off? It sucks. Having a daily reminder of it is even worse. If you shave with a well-known Big Razor brand every morning, you might be thinking more about how much you paid for the blades than about how smooth your shave is. I'm Andy, the founder of Harry's. We give you a high-quality shave and an expertly engineered product for a fraction of the price that the big guys charge with no compromises. They have five blades. Harry's has five blades. They have a lubricating strip. Harry's has a lubricating strip for extra glide. They have a trimmer blade. Harry's has a trimmer blade for the hard-to-reach areas. They charge up to $4 per blade. Our German-engineered blades cost as little as 2 bucks. Big brands charge higher prices because they can. Harry's keeps you in mind, focusing on high quality at a fair price. So stop rinsing cash down the drain every morning. Get a great shave for a fraction of the price with Harry's. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash refresh. That's harrys.com slash refresh. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Talking about something that had gone viral. And it's on the subject of student loan debt. And the argument from the left is, hey, we got to help these people out. Okay. It's suffocating. Uh-huh. People can't get ahead. And we've often talked about the cost of a college education. It's got to make financial sense, right? Yeah. Well, the reason this is going viral, I think, is because of that debate. Because as she says, um, she's soon to be 25. And I'm not sure the area she lives looks sunny, nice. Uh, she has a, looks to be a latte, mm-hmm. and she's in her car, and she's going to be starting to drive, and she's going to talk about how she's on her way to her job in the service industry, and she hates it. Mm-hmm. And she has a bone to pick with America. Yeah, okay. I'll let her explain from there and just get your reaction. I have a bone to pick with America! So okay, I'm headed stop. to my service. Just stop it with the sing-songy nonsense. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with America! <laughs> You mean start again from the beginning? Immediately. Strike one. Okay. I have a bone to pick with America. So I'm headed to my serving job. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. Be why I make more money serving. I have my literal business marketing degree that put me in a cute $80,000 in debt. Okay, hold on a second. You idiot. David's laughing, so I just want to pause to get a little reaction. He's wincing, you, I think. You Business paid, marketing, you are laughing. You paid $80,000 to learn how to use Twitter and Facebook. Oh, that's got to suck. Yeah. Junior high kid could teach you that. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know how much you learned there that you wouldn't on the job in, yeah. seriously, six weeks' time. But anyway, okay, uh, she's not happy. And I make more serving sushi rolls because I've was i been applying to marketing jobs for weeks now. 
and the, the pay cut is insane. Insane. But the jobs that are like a cute 150 to 200,000 a year, I'm not getting those. I'm a 20, almost 25 year old, my birthday soon, almost 25 year old chick going against, you know, corporate ass America, people with so much experience. All I got is my degree. You know, people say, get your degree. But then they don't talk about how you need experience. The degree was the experience! No, it wasn't. Nope. It wasn't. <laughs> but to paint the picture, Robin's just... God. The degree was the experience. No. And you no. got to scream that, too, by the way. Yeah, I, no. I don't understand. I'm, I mean, if you... If you go to medical school and then you wind up being a doctor, you don't have eight years of experience being a doctor. No. Right? You, you got the training. You got several years of training that put you at a place where you are a doctor, but you still have a lot to learn because you're, well, you haven't been a doctor for that long. Well, and part of that, honestly, is residency. Right. So you've kind of been doing it. Yeah. Those damn people with experience. Damn them! <laughs> so, yeah. Like, Scott, you think about your career starting and yeah. what you made when you started. Yeah. All of us. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's laughable. It's laughable. Okay, but you're trying to build something as it goes. That's the way it works. Or if you start in a <clears throat> marketing job, <laughs> it's low pay. That's what it is, but you build as you go. You just don't walk in with a gig like that at 150k. You know, again, though, again, this is another classic case too of these universities blowing smoke up the fannies of these students coming in. Yeah. Got to have a degree. If you have a degree, well, that puts you at the front of the line. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Defund higher education. Uh -huh. Golly. Yeah. Because remember, degree was the experience. <laughs> that's what you're producing. Oh my goodness. A fun one. Yeah, they're all screaming. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you saw the story. It was in the New York Post. Uh, this lady that survived the massacre in Israel from Hamas. Yeah. 28 years old. Um, what she said, that she actually feels safer in Israel than in the United States because of all the protests. I think a lot of people will find that hard to believe, but mm -hmm. that's what she said. She yeah. said... You know, a lot of people have asked if I'm scared to go back to Israel after everything that's happened. And my honest answer is, now more than ever, I want to move to Israel. So even with everything going on, I feel safer there than I do in the United States right now. That's really something, man. Talking about all of the, I guess, pro-Hamas demonstrations that we've seen across the country. Yeah has left her a little scared. And it certainly left a lot of Jewish people scared. We've heard those stories. I mean, firsthand and also, you know, reading a lot of different stories about it. Um, her name is Natalie Sanandaji. 
she's part Iranian, part Israeli. So that even though she lives in a Jewish community, she has seen some of her friends hide their faith because they're scared. Yeah. She said, yeah, there's people in Europe drawing Jewish stars on people's doors if they know it's a Jewish home. A lot of what's happening right now are things that happened right before the Holocaust. She said that anti-Semitism takes root inside a person after they've been exposed to propaganda. And she says a common lie is that this fight is Palestine versus Israel, when in reality it's Israel versus Hamas. found that to be very interesting. And there was some polling. Daily Wire had this over the weekend. Um, that this was from October 16th through the 18th, 2,000 people. Majority overall, just over 50%, have a positive opinion of Israel compared to only 12% who have a negative opinion, 37% neutral. The two groups that had the highest negative views of Israel were Muslim Americans, 36.5%, and Democrats at 15, almost 16%. The largest positive views of Israel were Jewish Americans at 85% and Republicans at 60, about 65%. So when you get down to it, it's pretty interesting. Um, they did say one of the concerning findings, the poll, was that the majority of Muslim Americans, over 57, almost 58%, said that they agreed with Hamas was justified in attacking Israel as part of their struggle for a Palestinian state. Hmm. Peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. I would you have guessed that? 58%? Maybe not that high. Of Muslims in America? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see what the age breakdown is, too. I would, too. Yeah. Yep. I don't have the age breakdown on that. Because especially I could imagine if you're younger and you've been to college and you have your identity literally on display with this, if you feel a certain kinship to uh, folks living in Gaza and mm -hmm. whatnot, because you're the same faith. Maybe you are Palestinian, American. Um, I mean, certainly the propaganda that gets pushed in uh, history classes in colleges will certainly drive you to the point where you'd be celebrating the idea of an invasion of Israel. Yes, and that's terrifying mm -hmm. for a lot of people, justifiably uh, so. And you had a story, David, about New York Magazine, a reporter, talking about the babies. Dude, what is this? Uh, okay, so Eric Levitz is a reporter with New York Magazine, put out one of the craziest statements I've ever seen on Twitter that didn't have any misspellings in it. Um, he was reporting on the atrocities Hamas committed against Israelis, citing medical examiner reports. And so, in fairness, I mean, he's he's telling people what has gone on, and he has been critical of left-wing uh, folks out there celebrating what... Uh, Hamas has done in Israel, but mm -hmm. he wrote this and it has to do it's a subject none of us want to talk about, but you know it's it's this awful reporting about what has happened to babies in Israel during the October seventh attacks. Boy, this has gone back and forth all over the place. and it, it was about the beheadings, yes. Uh, and he wrote last night, I asserted that the medical examiner's report indicated that babies were beheaded. This was an overstatement. I should have said that the report established that babies were found headless, a fact that lends plausibility to the claims of beheading, but which does not prove them. 
What? Like, what are we talking about? Like, exactly. I mean, that, that doesn't just happen to no. babies. I mean, or anybody. I mean, it doesn't just. We don't. We don't have. You know, this isn't Dumb and Dumber. You know, where they think no. that the, the the pets heads are falling yeah, off. Right. They, yeah. I mean, somebody did that to that child or that yes. adult. I mean, that just happened, and then he came back and said, "Well, listen." My, I, I don't want anybody. I think people have been misinterpreting this. Okay, please understand my insistence on precision about what exactly befell these murdered innocents is rooted in a mere concern for accurately representing the findings of the forensic pathologist report. Okay, well, that's left you speechless, Scott. Well, I, I, what is he intimating here? I, I don't well, know. Well, maybe I, they didn't have their heads chopped off. Maybe it just were, sort of what, happened. Some sort of genetic function? Well, they were killed, yeah, but maybe mistakenly the heads are no longer attached. I don't know what he's I, trying I have to no say. Idea. What the hell is he? minimize it. Right. Like, we can't quite report they were decapitated. Maybe it happened somewhere else. Yeah. Like, that somehow makes it better. Did you hear the Israeli government actually brought in a bunch of journalists from multiple countries around the world and then showed them body cam footage of Hamas soldiers. I mean, what they filmed themselves doing. Yeah. They live-streamed it in many cases. Yeah, and, yep. and they said, okay, here's the video that we have compiled, journalists of the world, watch it. And and it's apparently uncensored and all that. I know Trey Yankst on Fox News could uh, had had a lot of trouble reporting what he had seen because it was so graphic and and horrific Mm. but the fact that 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 government actually had to do it had to do that and display that to journalists because of this back and forth as to whether or not this happened and there's this conspiracy theory about how one of the photos was staged because of the color of the blood that was that was there i mean the fact that they went and did that is remarkable to me and really sad and i just growing up you know, to me, I I remember kind of being aghast at the idea that anybody could partake in the Holocaust denialism and not understanding yeah. it. You have, you know, in that case, the German government saying, yeah, we did that. The Polish government, yeah, that happened. Uh, Western allies, yes, this definitely happened. American soldiers, yes, this is what I saw when we liberated the camps. This is what I did in the weeks and months afterward as we were exhuming mass graves. Everybody acknowledges this. There are photos. There are contemporaneous notes about how this was unfolding and why it was unfolding the way it did. And yet I couldn't wrap my head around how somebody would just kind of say, no, that didn't happen or it was overstated. And now as we're living through this, sadly, it's like, okay, well, now I can understand it is because in some cases people have been conditioned so much to yes. not trust what what news media says, which I certainly understand, and then there are people oh, who, yeah. who just want to excuse it or look the other way when something horrific like this happens. But it's one thing to question what news is putting out there, but then you have several different sources that you yeah. feel like, okay, I can trust this now from looking into this. Okay. What you always have to remember is there are a group of people that have completely different motives. It's not so much they want the truth out there. It really is an agenda or it's a worldview 
or an ulterior or some sort of goal in the end. And, you know, the whole process is getting to the goal. And if that means lying to people about the atrocities and that helps them get the goal, then it would be justified to lie about it. You get what I'm saying? I mean, if you think back to what our media did in 2014 in Ferguson with Michael Brown, there are still people that will say, what is it? Arms up, don't shoot. Hands up. Hands hands up, don't shoot. shoot. That's an absolute lie. Obama's guy said there's nothing there to charge this officer with this. How many people in this country actually know that and believe it? Well, our our current vice president said Michael Brown was murdered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like not not when it happened. I mean, like within the last couple of years. And think about what we found out in the last week with George Floyd. Yeah. I mean, dude, that is a huge news story that we talked about. Last week, I think we mentioned it once, well, maybe twice. Yeah, one one of them, uh, one of the big takeaways is that people in the uh, Hennepin County Prosecutor's Office didn't want to charge the cops who were there because they didn't commit a crime. But there was a lot of political back and forth um, because there was enormous pressure from activists who were burning down police buildings and whatnot um, to charge them with something. And then with George Floyd himself... Uh, one of those prosecutors who uh, had filed the, an actual lawsuit against the county um, said that the medical examiner had said, you know, in, in, I'm summarizing here, but basically, what do we do if the facts don't line up with the established narrative? This is right. career-ending stuff. Yes. And you, the only yeah. takeaway you have from the facts... George Floyd wasn't murdered. Yeah. Good luck selling that to the American people after everything that's happened over the last three and a half years. There's a lot of us that know that's true. But trying to convince other people, it, and the media ran with that. And you can't tell me it wasn't on purpose because there was no will at all to get any evidence or to talk about fentanyl, anything else with that story. So then you come to today when you have people denying that these atrocities happened in Israel, you can see where it comes from because people have different motives. It's nuts. And all you can do is just try to tell reasonable people the truth and give them the facts and hope that they believe it and aren't brainwashed by it. It's the only thing you can do. You know what? I can't wait to hear. We had a little of this audio earlier. Sheila Jackson Lee. Yeah. I mean, berating her staff. Yeah, I mean, it took a while to edit this thing. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, this is a leaked audio uh, piece of her berating a staffer because the staffer apparently didn't have an exact date for some event she was supposed to go to. Yeah, and she's very mad about it. And you... okay, nothing. I gave it to you, okay? So when I called Jerome, he only sitting up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot talking about uh, what the f- he doesn't know, okay? Both of y'all are f- up some f- ass. It's the worst that I could ever have put together. We need a little more time with this just to digest and see where it goes from here. Welcome to TED Talk with (laughs) Sheila Jackson Lee. How to get more out of your employees after they make a mistake. (laughs) 
this from the HR department, the office of Sheila Jackson Lee. Congressperson, yeah, this will be fun. Straight ahead. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommend a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Okay. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, Sheila Jackson Lee, uh, congressperson, Texas. Uh, she said some wild things over time. Um, one of the best ever when she was talking about AR-15s and she yeah. had a bill. She's going to do away with all that. You know how heavy they are? Man, they're heavy. Uh, my bill that I've introduced dealing with, with the caliber weapon, I've held an AR-15 in my hand. I wish I had it. It is as heavy as 10 boxes that you might be moving. That one gets Van Camp every time. It does. <laughs> I mean, my, the, the old uh, twenty two rifle that my dad, I mean, it's a single-shot twenty two rifle that my dad got when he was seven, it weighs more than my AR. <laughs> it it's heavy i mean but still not like a bunch of moving boxes i mean the ar starts well, off at what six to seven pounds unloaded without any you know without any optics or anything on it I'm no concrete. it's only like the guys in the expendables that can handle <laughs> right. something like that yeah. it's lundgren and stallone yeah Y'all, Come on. Y- y'all didn't realize that in order to go to the range, you got to lift, bro. All right? Absolutely. How much? How many bags of concrete do you need? Oh, about 10 boxes. <laughs> yeah. What is that a form of measurement? What does that mean? Another one of my favorites is Sheila J- uh, Jackson Lee. You can't investigate the FBI because Russia invaded Ukraine. Right. 
Yeah, you can't do that right now. Let me be very clear. (laughs) Russia is one of our most dangerous adversaries. We're in the middle of a national security quagmire. And to undermine that through investigations of the FBI and Central Intelligence is going to be extremely dangerous. Lives will be in danger. What's a quagmire, by the way? Good question. And then she We're in the middle of one. I don't know what it is, but we are directly in the middle of one. Of a quagmire. Together with other Democrats in Texas to fight the power. And they got COVID. Remember they all got on the plane? And what were they fighting there, David? Oh, it was a uh, election integrity bill that would make you have to like provide proof that you were who you say you are if you were wanted to vote by mail. Yes. We will overcome. Yeah. Don't need to provide no license, but yeah, this has gone viral because she's upset with staffers. I, apparently, she goes through a lot of staff, and somebody didn't get the right time something, and it's going I, like I this. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other mother did it. And, and I don't so have Some it. stupid other mother did yeah. it. Boy, that doesn't sound very loving. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if, if Boo Boo did it, Shab did it, Face did it. And nobody. She worked in. Uh, I'm saying. Crap face. Yeah. And then sex face, I guess you could say. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And nobody knows a damn thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he was going to be sitting up there like a fat ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what he doesn't know. Is she fat shaming right there? I think so. I think we're going to HR. Yeah. <laughs> a fat A idiot. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robert show. Well, I can't wait to hear a question about that. I can't wait. What's the biggest story today, David? Uh, biggest story today is uh, now I think we can pivot. I have uh, fresh audio from the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Not oh, only they did... let her out to speak. Yeah, they did actually let her out to speak. It was kind of crazy. I guess things have died down enough that um, they'll trust her with the mic again. Uh, she was asked a, a, a critical question. Which is, with all of the crises happening all over the world, because it's one after the other after the other. No doubt. And, of course, it's not all Joe Biden's fault. I mean, there are simmering tensions that have been going on for years and years. But she was asked, why hasn't deterrence worked under this administration? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, got the Robbins trifecta coming up in a few. News update, David Van Camp. It is just wild, man. Okay, so Kareem Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, not only the first black lesbian ever to hold that title, but the first person who was kicked in the head by a mule as a child <laughs> to hold that position yeah. as White House press secretary. It's amazing. Now, she was asked, I think, what is a critical question, because obviously with everything going on around the world, with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, with the war between Israel and Hamas, Europe is facing energy crises and all. I mean, it's just and China. Who knows what they're about to do with Taiwan? North Korea is acting up again. Obviously, not all of that is Joe Biden's fault. Of course not. There are bad people in the world willing to do bad things. Mm-hmm. But it is very interesting that they talk all the time about deterrence and trying to show American strength on the world stage. Yeah. 
And that has really fallen flat because all the thugs and dictators in the world seem to be willing to do whatever the hell they want. Yep. Um, That's true. Anyway, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked, why has this deterrence not worked? Here's the question from the reporter, followed by her statement. Roll it. It seems like our deterrence in Russia did not work. Our deterrence uh, with North Korea building up its stockpile didn't work. Now here in the Middle East, our deterrence hasn't worked. Um, what are we doing to make our deterrence actually have teeth? I mean, look, I would look in Ukraine, uh, specifically, as you mentioned, with Russia. Remember the first days of that of that war or of that invasion, uh, Russia was supposed to take down and, and take over Kyiv. And it is because of what this president was able to do to bring together uh, more than 50 nations, our allies and partners, uh, and also to, to continue to, to, um, uh, to provide uh, the assistance that Ukraine has been, uh, that has now to, to fight off, right? To fight off what's going on right. uh, in their country. Uh, right. That they've been, it's been impressive. But that's not deterrence though. That's no. reacting after yes. deterrence failed. Yeah. Maybe she didn't understand the question. True international under pressure. Yeah, right. see, so put true international under the pressure, and then, the, yeah. From, How about that? That's the answer. The Oxford Dictionary definition of deterrence is the action of discouraging an action or event through instilling doubt or fear <laughs> of the consequences. See, true international under pressure. And uh, they did it anyway. Okay. Golly. And it's all hypothetical. Was that the end of the answer, by the way? Did she go to the other two that was were cited oh, no. in the question? No. Of course not. But people ask, okay, would this be happening if Trump were president? And you really don't know. You can't say for sure. No, of course not. But I think a lot of people have the same idea. Well, My money's on it wouldn't have been, no. No, not like this. No. I mean, no, because he was unpredictable. It's been said so many times. And I remember... Going through this as the left would melt down in media when he would say certain things. I would you know. bomb the shit out of him. I'd blow up the pipes. I'd blow up the ref. I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. I. <laughs> he never knew whether he was kidding or not. Oh, and it was Little Rocket Man and all of that yeah. with North Korea. And then the next thing, and people are freaking out. We're gonna. It's gonna be World War Three. Yeah, they're and then freaking he's out meeting then. with him. He's normalizing Kim Jong Un, yeah. right. and it never stopped. I would just bomb those suckers. <laughs> so you can say, oh, man, man, he's going to get us into a world war. Oh, they all said that. Those four years were pretty peaceful. Yeah, four years of peace and prosperity sucked. Well, unless you were Soleimani from Iran, then yeah. it wasn't exactly peaceful. Well, in a way, depends on how you define peace. Either way. Peace is. You know what I'm getting mm -hmm. at there. Um, are you ready for your big trifecta, your big sure, three? whenever you're ready. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Okay, Rangers Astros tonight. Come on, man. I got the popcorn ready. Let's go. You ready? Coming gotcha. over. Coming over or not? Gotcha. I'm ready. Three. Number three, uh, you're telling me Halloween is tricky for actors on strike. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. 
<laughs> I didn't realize they were still on strike. Yeah. 100 days, 100th day. The SAG after a strike. Um, Barbie and Wednesday Adams costumes are out. Ghosts and zombies are in. Halloween this year, tricky for the actors. On strike. Under the new union guidelines that told them to avoid crossing the virtual picket line. Don't dress as characters from major studio productions and post <laughs> photographs of yourself in costumes online. Got it? That's hilarious. Let's use our collective power to send a loud and clear message to our striking and struck employees that they will not promote the content of a major studio without a fair contract. Tell your kids, no, they won't be Barbie. No, they won't be Ken. <laughs> they will not be any of the characters that we wrote for. None of them. Man, so. I was really looking forward to seeing the sexy Oppenheimer costumes. <laughs> That's a good one. I think that is in the movie, actually. Well, the union urges members to celebrate Halloween this year while staying in solidarity. The guidelines urge members to choose generic costumes, zombies, spiders, ghosts, or the best costumes on characters from animated television shows instead of the characters' television shows. Wow. Okay. There you go. How about just let Halloween be for the kids? No? No, of course not. Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robin Strifecta, his top three stories of the day. Two. Yep. Uh, Number two. Uh, Jewish middle schoolers aren't allowed to talk about being targeted by anti-Semites. This is what? happening in America, man. And it's amazing that it is. This is courtesy of the libs of TikTok with the scoop. Manhattan Beach Middle School in California. School is making the Jewish students sign a gag order after being attacked. Jewish middle schools uh, in, in that particular district were reportedly attacked by other students after Hamas attacked Israel. Some students allegedly said, revenge is beautiful, all Jews should be killed. Now, in order to alleviate that, the students, the Jewish students have now been ordered to sign gag orders, not telling anybody who they are, what their religion is, that sort of thing, to keep from being attacked. Rather than go after the people who are actually saying these things, they're going to go after the kids who didn't say a word. Got it? Wow. You know, after the amount of stories you see... Mm -hmm. Over the weekend on social media, especially about schools, you understand why more and more people are finding other alternatives oh, this is to appalling. educate their kids. You mean you allow hate speech against Jewish students to go unpunished? You silence the victims with a gag order. That's unacceptable. Absolutely. Unacceptable. Now, 100%. wait, there's more here. Okay. Just a few months ago, the same school in California congratulated this middle school on being a school with no place for hate. <laughs> can't make that up some some forms of hate are actually allowed they're okay well yeah you can't condemn that but anyway yeah this is crazy Unreal. and the countdown continues the scott robbins trifecta top three of the day and finally yes one uh number one uh, we got to talk about a bleeping dog dying now the I know, world's I do. oldest dog that. has died yeah bobby is the name of the dog what? purebred dog in portugal was the world's oldest dog has passed away at the age of 31. I got to talk about a dog dying. I'm sorry, Casey, but I'm just in the news today. Guinness World Records say the dog named Bobby. He was a little dog named Snuggles. No, Bobby. He was a little dog named <laughs> No, he wasn't. Died Saturday at his home in Portugal. 
after living 31 years and 185 days. I feel an emptiness in my heart. I do, too. I agree with you there, buddy. The owner of the dog, Leono Costa, say the dog was never tied up, never leashed during his life. As he got older, he spent most of his time in the backyard hanging out with his cats. He also said Bobby exclusively ate human food. None of that dog food for my dog. He gave him right off the, whatever they were eating, the dog was eating. The dog lived to be 31. Go figure that out, huh? <laughs> so I don't know what the moral of the story is, but I guess a little spaghetti meatballs and green beans never hurt any dog. <laughs> 31? 31. Wow. That's something, man. That's an old dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of animals, I have another story if you want it. Sure. I like animal stories, yes. Well, this is kind of different. Um, This is actually about an animal rights song. Oh, no. What? They didn't. What? These are always bad. They're always bad. No, this is actually a song that oh. I think you like. Really? Yeah, I think. Has it been a, turned into an animal rights song? No. What we're finding out is that it's been an animal rights song all along. Oh, and it's a song I like, huh? I think so. Uh-huh. You're a big fan of the Rock Lobster, aren't you? Oh, God, that's what this is. This <laughs> Rock <Yeah>. Lobster! We're at the beach. B-52's classic. Kate Pearson said, The Rock Lobster represents animal rights to Fred, talking about Fred Schneider, of the B-52's. He's a staunch vegetarian. To him, he really thought of saving the lobster. Yeah. Did that... Is there like a coded message and people having matching towels? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I'm like, okay, this is almost nonsensical. And are we going to find out? You remember when Fred Schneider, then he did the whole solo thing? Yeah, of all the guys that went solo. With Monster, are we going to find out another meaning for this song, or is it exactly what we feared it was? You know? There's a monster in my pants, and it does a nasty pants. When it moves in and out, everybody starts to shout. Uh-huh. Wasn't that the first single? I've it never was heard that the first yeah. single and yeah. video. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. So. Can't imagine why that wasn't a big hit. And there you have it. Now, yeah. now, Casey now, never counted that one down. Now no. we know what Jeffrey Tubin's favorite song is. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Monster is giving a lot of credit to where it isn't due. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's really been an honor for me. I, I'm glad to hear that. This Thank was you, called Casey. Minnow. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, we got to get to a news update. And also, Nimrod's in the news. Oh, <laughs> great story about a guy trying to steal a car. Gonna love coming up.
Fall is the most delicious time of year. From apple pie to Scott's favorite, pumpkin spice. But it's also the busiest time of the year. So this time around, get HelloFresh and treat yourself to the best of the season's flavors without the stress. HelloFresh does the shopping and planning for you so you can relax. Not only do their chefs create fall-perfect recipes to enjoy, all the ingredients arrive fresh and pre-portioned. So whipping up a home-cooked meal is very easy. And make sure to check out Fall Flavors, a new limited-time lineup of easy, autumn-inspired eats from HelloFresh Market. Feast on desserts like the apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Or please a crowd with appetizers like the barbecued pulled pork nachos. And just as always, everything you need to get cooking quick is delivered right to your door. How easy is that? Join America's number one meal kit today and get 50% off plus free shipping. With code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. That's code 50MVCR at HelloFresh.com slash 50MVCR. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol for just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommends a hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use a symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, news update. Uh, okay, remember how uh, everybody would cry every time that Trump would say something that was supposedly controversial? Oh, yeah. And then once we all kind of figured out what exactly he had said, it wasn't actually all that controversial? Mm-hmm. Um, Kareem Jean-Pierre just said something that's more loathsome than anything Donald Trump ever said to the media. Really? Yeah, the White House Press Secretary, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre, was asked the following question. What is the level of concern from the Biden administration about a potential rise in anti-Semitism, given everything that's gone on between Israel and Hamas and all the protests and all of that? Here's what she said. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. I, I don't know if she's actually that stupid. Yeah. Or if she flipped to the wrong page in her notebook. Because the question was specifically about anti-Semitism and then a disproportionate. Before all of this happened, according to their precious FBI, something like 60% of religious-based hate crimes were against Jews. Oh, my goodness, man. I don't know that she was off script there, dude. No. 
I, I think that I think she said what she meant to say. Actually, I think she's got some very deep-seated problems. Well, <laughs> the whole and, administration, really. And I'm sorry, but there haven't been. I mean, in Dearborn, Michigan, a couple weeks ago, there was a packed rally at a venue in town, at an actual yes. arena venue, where they chanted genocidal things like "From the river to the sea." I don't see the same thing being repeated in the Jewish community. Nope. About Muslims. not at all. Wow, man. Buckle in. Oh yeah. That's disgusting. I know we got to get the Nimrods, but that is truly disgusting. We'll have more on that tomorrow. You better believe that. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start today in Akron, Ohio. This auto shop scrapyard has been struggling with thieves. So when they saw an intruder in one of the cars on their lot, <laughs> they drove a forklift over, lifted the car off the ground. All right. Yes. <laughs> and then called 911. <laughs> hey, uh, we got a thief stuck in a car here, the forklift. The dispatcher actually laughed and said, wonderful. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. We'll get somebody out to you. So the cops get there. They arrest the suspect. Had a backpack, a bunch of sawing tools. They asked him, hey, so what are you there to steal? And he said, uh, copper, to be honest, brother, not going to lie. <laughs> Guys, 26-year-old Alexander Funk, the employees say he believed he broke in at least two times before, charged with criminal trespassing and possessing criminal tools. That's awesome. And then we go to Poland for another Nimrod. Uh, this 22-year-old guy is facing charges because he stole a bunch of stuff from several several stores in a shopping mall. After the place closed, hmm. they're like, well, how'd he get in? Well, he went when the mall was still open, got into a clothing store's window display and pretended he was a mannequin. Wow. <laughs> it worked. worked. Yes. Holy cow. In the window display. Yes. Like, like... There is a security cam shot of him standing in the window holding a shopping bag. <laughs> and the thing is, they said he didn't look like the other mannequins, but nobody noticed. Oh, cow. So once everyone was gone... He stopped posing, stole a bunch of stuff from a jewelry stand, and left it. And he'd probably gotten away with it, but got greedy. He tried it a second time on a different day. Yeah, Can't get greedy with what that What a done, stuff. baby. And that's Nimrod's in the news.